to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. Again, welcome to Roswell Presbyterian Church. It's a joy to be in worship with you this morning. I want to thank everyone who participated in one of the great pranks in church history last week. When I walked into my office last Monday morning, I almost had a heart attack when I saw all of the peanut butter that was sitting on my desk. If you couldn't find any peanut butter at the store, you can thank Reverend Slocum for that. And I want to make sure that you know that we took all of that peanut butter and we donated it to North Fulton Community Charities. And your gesture, good, clean fun, went a long way to bless people that want more peanut butter in their lives. So thank you for that. It was really fun. Um, If you're a golfer or want to be a sponsor, there's the RPC Mission Golf Tournament that's coming up September 19th. Go to roswellpress.org to find more information about that. And then in two weeks, on August 14th, we have our kickoff Sunday. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have a dunk tank. I don't know who they're going to try to dunk, but we've got to be careful with that. And then um, we're just going to be festivities, uh, games for kids. It's going to be a great time. So make sure uh, you put that on your calendar and join us for that. But today we continue our sermon series, Summer of Love looking at God's love for us and how that love flows out into the world. And today we're going to think about the theme of forgiveness. And the central question I want us to think about is, is there a limit to forgiveness? And we're going to do that by looking at a parable that Jesus tells in Matthew chapter 18. Let us open our ears, our eyes, and our hearts for the word of the Lord. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. And when he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave His fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. 
Gracious and loving God, may you be our teacher in the next few moments about a difficult subject for many of us, very practical, what it means to forgive. Lord, I pray that you might illuminate this theme, you might challenge us and set us free to forgive. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There's a Venn diagram where the wisdom of Jesus, Principal Mr. Button, a homeless man named Marvin, and Eagles drummer Don Henley all overlap. Even after he left the Eagles, Don Henley was a staple on the classic rock stations in my hometown. I remember being shuttled around from school to practice to my job to home to a friend's house with Don Henley's music as the soundtrack. This was before I could drive, so we were really stuck listening to whatever whatever the adult who was driving the car wanted to listen to. And seemingly all the adults in my life loved classic rock. And Don Henley featured prominently on these stations. He sang songs like The Boys of Summer, The End of Innocence, and my favorite, The Heart of the Matter. Don Henley is the greatest singing drummer in rock and roll history. He's what Phil Collins tried to be. Now, I don't want you to bring like 100 albums of Phil Collins on my desk tomorrow. Nobody at North Fulton Community Charities Life would be any better with that. (laughs) My favorite song, The Heart of the Matter, has this great part in the chorus, and it's always stuck with me. He sings, forgiveness, forgiveness, even if, even if you don't love me anymore. Oh, Don seems to be saying He's learned to forgive someone even when that person doesn't love him anymore. You see, a couple months before he wrote this song, his fiance left him for another man. Don has a lot to be bitter about. But in this song, he's come to the realization he must learn to forgive if he wants to move on with his life, if he wants to experience freedom, if he wants to flourish, he must forgive. He's saying, sometimes, you know, forgiveness isn't so much about setting another person free. It's about experiencing freedom for yourself. The wisdom of Don Henley. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Even if, even if you don't love me anymore. You know, thousands of years before Don Henley, the greatest spiritual teacher in human history made the same point. Gave the same wisdom about human life. You must learn to forgive. Because if you don't, it won't hurt the other person. It'll it'll hurt you. In our text today, one of Jesus' disciples, Peter, comes forward with a question. He says, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Now, if you read the Bible enough, you know that the number seven is a number of completion. You'd think that forgiving somebody seven times would be sufficient. Someone sins against me? Is seven times enough? Can we stop forgiving after seven times? Is there a limit to forgiveness? 
Jesus responds to Peter's question, says, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. 77 times is almost like an absurd amount of forgiveness. It's way more than seven times. He's almost saying you should have unlimited forgiveness. Why would Jesus say this? Because I think he recognizes that if you think you can ever stop forgiving, you're probably not ready to forgive yet. And your lack of forgiveness, it's not really going to hurt the other person. It's going to hurt you. Bitterness, resentment, hate, unforgiveness will only hurt you. As Don Henley wisely sings, you keep carrying that anger, it'll eat you up inside, baby. Now, Don Henley, a rich man's Phil Collins, isn't the only person I've learned this truth from. I attended a private Christian school from about kindergarten through 10th grade. In the last couple of years there, I developed what we might call an antagonistic relationship with a group of girls. I'd known them since I was in kindergarten. And one day they spread this like vicious, mean-spirited, and untrue rumor about me. And rather than talking to them, Rather than dealing it with in a mature way, guess what I did? I got angry, rage-filled. I hated them. So angry that that summer I decided to transfer and go to a different school. And before school was set to start, I went to the principal, Mr. Button, to tell him of my intention to leave. I'd gotten to know him well over the years. I spent a lot of time in his office and And my parents thought I needed to tell him personally. And so I went in to tell him. And in a really sweet moment, I tell him I'm leaving. And with tears in his eyes, he asked why I was transferring. And I said, Mr. Button, I need to get out of here. I need a new scene. I need a new school. These girls are driving me crazy. So angry at them. And then he said something to me I didn't listen to, but I'll never forget. He said, Jeff, if you don't forgive now, you'll take your anger and your bitterness and your rage wherever you go. I transferred to that new school and forgot about its warning. I failed to forgive. But guess who really paid the price for failing to forgive? Guess guess who was really hurt by anger and bitterness and holding a grudge? Those girls? No, the day I left that school, they never thought once about me again. Me, though, subtly ate me up inside, stuffing that rage and that anger down, began to affect, infect other relationships. The failure to forgive only hurt me in my future relationships. It took me a long time to learn the wisdom of Don Henley. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. In Jesus' parable, we have a king who sets out to settle accounts with his slaves. The slave owes the king 10,000 talents. This is just an outstanding amount of money. Consider one talent is worth basically like 15 years wages. It's, it's like a bazillion dollars, right? And the same slave, he comes, he owes 10,000 talents. He says, I can't pay. And the landowner, the king, forgives him, forgives him the debt. But then this slave goes out and runs into another slave who owes him 100 denarii which is basically like a half a million times less the amount of 10,000 talents. Minuscule sum. 
And even though it's so, he says, pay up. And when he can't, he has him thrown into debtor's prison. We see the discrepancy of the debt, but we also see the discrepancy in forgiveness. Even though this slave has been shown unlimited grace, unlimited forgiveness, he's stingy. He fails to forgive. And there was a limit to his forgiveness. And the other slaves see what has happened and they go to the king and report back. Then the text says, Then his Lord summoned him, the slave, and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. I've always winced at verse 34. The Lord tortures him? That seems counter to the way of Jesus and really counter to the whole point of the parable. But notice what it says. His Lord handed him over to be tortured. What is he handed over to? What tortures him? I think the king hands him over to his own stinginess, his own unforgiving heart, his own resentment and bitterness and anger that will torture him. Unforgiveness will ruin your life. This is why we say anger is tearing him up inside. Or it's, it's torturing me that she's with someone else now. This led Francis Bacon to write, A man who studieth vengeance keeps his own wounds green. If you fail to forgive, you will be tortured by your own unforgiveness. Jesus tells us to forgive, not just for someone else's good, but for our own good. Failing to forgive will trap you in your own personal hell. I think C.S. Lewis probably wrote the greatest book about hell called The Great Divorce. In any book about hell, usually it's not about the afterlife, but it's saying more about this life. It's true about the great divorce. And in it, he writes, there are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. All that are in hell, choose it. Without that self-choice, there could be no hell. No soul that seriously and constantly desires joy will ever miss it. Those who seek, find those who knock, it is opened. I had to learn this truth the hard way, how to forgive. Not until my late 20s and early 30s did I find myself in a therapist's office, spent a lot of time and a lot of money working through my issues with resentment, anger that dated all the way back to high school. I had to get rid of it. I had to learn to forgive and let go because I want to experience Freedom. Because through forgiveness, we find true freedom. The wisdom of Don Henley, forgiveness, forgiveness. No less a person than Nelson Mandela agrees with Don's wisdom when he says, resentment is like drinking poison and hoping it will kill your enemies. I've seen resentment and unforgiveness ruin people's lives. Many years ago, I used to help lead a community men's Bible study down in Midtown Atlanta. Marvin was sitting at my table with six other guys from a shelter down the street, along with several uh, freshmen at Georgia Tech. And we were discussing God's forgiveness and how God asks us to forgive others. And the conversation had stayed really abstract. And so I suggested we answer the question, how far should you go in forgiving someone? And I asked guys to think of a time that it was hard for them to forgive. And one of the guys from the shelter named Marvin immediately immediately raised his hand. He says, I got one. 
said I used to own a home, had a wife and kids. And I knew a guy that needed a place to stay and had money, so I thought I'd make a few extra bucks on the side and rent out a room in our house. Well, I went on a business trip, and when I returned, I ended up getting back, and I contracted an STD from my wife because she had cheated on me with the man who was staying at the house. And he said, when I found out, I was so angry. I was so rage-filled at her. So angry. He said he descended into alcohol and drug addiction. His wife and children left, and he found himself homeless on the street in a shelter. He said, that's a time it was hard to forgive. And I'm not sure what happened to Marvin, but I sure hope he learned to forgive. But after that class, as we were walking out, one of those young freshmen at Georgia Tech was walking with me, and I said, what'd you think of the class? He says, man, I'm from rural Georgia. I ain't ever seen anything like that. (laughs) And let me tell you, that young man learned an invaluable lesson about how unforgiveness can ruin your life. If you don't forgive, it will eat you up inside. This is why every week we pray the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We want to be a people who know how to forgive. 14 years after their breakup, the Eagles got back together. They called the the album Hell Freezes Over because that's when people said they would get back together. They had to learn a lot about forgiving in that process of reuniting. In their first concert back, do you know one of the songs they sang? Sang Don Henley's song, The Heart of the Matter. It seemed appropriate for a band that had to learn to put the importance of forgiveness at the center of their lives. That's the wisdom of Don Henley. That's the wisdom of Mr. Button and Marvin. That's the wisdom of Jesus. Forgiveness is as good for you as it is for anyone else. So I ask you, is there anyone you need to forgive? Is there a grudge you need to let go of? Is there a resentment you need to say goodbye to? Do it today. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Unlimited forgiveness. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, I pray that we might be a people, both individuals and as a community, who knows how to forgive. That we wouldn't harbor bitterness and rage and anger in our lives, but we would learn to forgive. For Lord, at the heart of our forgiveness is a bigger forgiveness. Your forgiveness for us, revealed in your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. been listening to the RPC Sermons podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.